beautiful flowers that hid the outhouse from plain view. Loralee made herself meet McCallum's steady, challenging gaze. You heard Clary scream, she said, reconstructing the unwitnessed incident in her mind as she spoke. You shot the snake. That's right, Mrs. Parker, came the expressionless reply. Loralee hated having to thank this man for anything. He was her enemy and she was his, but he had saved Alexander's life and that was all that mattered. She rose resolutely to her aching, stream-soaked feet, her child squalling in her arms. Mr. McCallum, she said evenly, her chin high, I'm most grateful to you. Now mockery danced in Mr. McCallum's blue-gray eyes. I never thought I'd hear that from the leader of the prayer raiders. The reminder that Mr. McCallum's infamous mud bucket saloon, how galling that the awful place had to be just across the road from her farmhouse, was the last to stand before the local temperance campaign was a deliberate one, and it made Laura Lee's blood rise to her head and pound beneath her temples and behind her eyes. One thing has little enough to do with the other she remarked. Joe chose that moment to return to his work in the orchards, and Clary, still trembling, set her hoe against the side of the house. She stumbled over to Laura Lee, reached out for Alexander, and carried him inside. Pausing at the back door, twelve-year-old Clary gave her stepmother one defiant glance, and then, face so pale that every freckle was visible, she spoke directly to Mr. McCallum. Thank you. Tim answered with a nod, his eyes never leaving Laura Lee's flushed face. It wasn't my fault, you know. What happened to Virgil, I mean. The softness in his tone shamed Laura Lee for a moment, but she had only to remember that horrible night just eleven months passed to overcome the weakness. Virgil Parker had died because of drink and a hand of cards, leaving his heavily pregnant wife and his young daughter to fend for themselves. Loralee permitted herself to remember the pain and the shock. Men from the Mud Bucket Saloon, Tim McCallum among them, had carried Virgil home on a slab of splintered wood. His shirt front had been soaked with blood. Loralee lifted her chin, brought herself sternly back into the difficult and grinding present, if my husband hadn't been in your saloon. That, McCallum interrupted, was Virgil's own choice. I didn't come over here and drag him to the mud bucket, Mrs. Parker. You be sure and mention that, Mr. McCallum, when you face the Lord on Judgment Day. The saloon keeper rolled his eyes toward the sky and shook his head. There's just no reasoning with you, is there? You gotta blame somebody for what Virgil did, what he was. Well, why don't you just march into that fine mortgaged house of yours, Mrs. Parker, and look into the first mirror you come across? Loralee flushed beneath the suntan her hat hadn't prevented, praying that this despoiler would never know what a raw place he'd touched inside her. Had some lack in her, as a woman and as a wife, driven her husband to drink and thus to ruin? Get off my land, Mr. McCallum. The shameless libertine stood stock still. 
What an evil irony it was that for all he sold ardent spirits to corrupt other men, he had no apparent weakness for liquor himself. You know what you need most, Mrs. Parker? he dared to ask. Another husband, a good blistering, and a tumble in bed. In that order. Laura Lee seethed, nearly choking on the screaming rage she was holding back. If you don't get off my land this instant, I swear I'll shoot you dead. McCallum chuckled and shook his head again, but he did leave, his strides long as he disappeared around the tall, unpainted house she and Virgil had built together with their own hands. They'd been happy in those early days, full of dreams for the 40 acres that stretched from the winding, rutted road out front all the way down to the banks of the fierce Columbia River. Tears stung Laura